Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. The second part of our double feature. I guess you'll be hearing this about three, four days after the Christmas episode. Sandy, for this episode, we're going to be talking about my trip to Barcelona, right? Yes. Um, before we do that, um, I wanted to to bring up this one thing. Um, did you know, and this is totally off topic, and I hope this doesn't take long, but I feel like I've already driven this train off the tracks here. Uh Black uh, Netflix is doing a Black Mirror movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's I a choose just... your choose your own adventure. I just saw yeah. the the link to the trailer. I haven't clicked on it yet, but it's supposedly a two hour movie. They recorded five hours of footage, um, and I think it's releasing soon. I think it releases on Friday T- tomorrow. Yeah, my sister just sent me that sent uh, my family a, a, a group text about it. I actually saw the information about the you know the choose your own adventure five hours of footage thing yeah. um, on Reddit a few days ago, and it seems like it could be interesting. People love Black Mirror, and I love I, it. I heard, love it. Absolutely love it. I, I had heard that Netflix was doing this kind of like video game style type of thing with their content, but I obviously have never seen any um, movie, TV show, whatever you want to call it released with it so i think it's really interesting that they're experimenting like with this um format with black mirror something that people love so much because it's almost like sacred people love the format that exists with black mirror as it is so seeing a choose your own adventure could be really cool but it also could be it could be terrible yeah um the uh so that's it i just wanted to bring that up just in case you weren't aware all right Back to our regularly yeah. scheduled programming. You went to Barcelona recently. Yeah, so um, I, I'm not even bothered giving numbers, dates, and all that stuff. Um, but it was my last Friday. Lane and I took a, uh, a Ryanair flight to Barcelona. And so we left from the Birmingham airport. And Ryanair is basically the frontier or spirit airlines of Europe or a version of those airlines in Europe. I don't want to say the version. So you could basically get super cheap flights, but they nickel and dime you on everything. So you don't get a free carry-on bag. You don't get a checked-in. You don't get a free check bag, of course. Um, you don't get a meal. And they uh, – what was the other one I was about to say? Uh, you don't get to pick your own seats, and you can't it, – so, like, it, it's messed up. Like, uh, if you if you book this, the tickets together, there's no guarantee. And often, in many cases, I think they actively try to separate your groups and so that you have to pay – like an extra 10 pounds, I think, to sit next to the, the person that you're traveling with. So that could be your wife, your kid, your, your whoever. Um, so on the way there, oh, uh, so we, we did this actually when we flew to Dublin. I didn't talk about Dublin on the podcast, did I? No, not yet. I hadn't told you about it. It was it was more or less just a simple day trip, got some food, traveled around, did a little bit of like hiking around through a park. city was great. Um and the seat that I had on the way there was terrible because I was stuck in the middle seat. Um, and on the way back, I had a, I was in the middle seat with the road myself. Oh, so nice. Going to Barca was awesome because, well, sort of awesome. First, the flight was delayed by about three hours, two or three hours, I think. So we got to the airport. I think we, I think the flight was supposed to leave by like nine a.m. And 
the board is like, oh, you know, we'll give your gate information in 10 minutes. So like, all right, cool. Let's, uh, you know, go to the bathroom, do this or that. And we'll check the board and time passes. We look at the thing. It's like, oh, you know, uh, we'll give more information in now like 20 minutes. And eventually they, they just, it was like, oh, we're going to give you more information at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. will come and go and they would still say the same thing. So um, we finally got on the plane like two, three hours later. So we arrived a bit late, which was unfortunate because what we couldn't really do too much when we finally got to our hotel. Um, I love the public transportation system, though, like the just hop on a train once you get out the airport um, and take the metro then directly to our hotel. So we didn't have to do any type of Uber. I don't think we used a single car the entire time we were there. We just hopped on a bus one time because our metro card worked there, too. So um, the first day we we literally like our hotel, it was uh, called Andante Hotel, which is just a couple blocks away from from uh, La Ramblas, which you were like, never go on there, never go there. It's not worth it. So we uh, naturally were like, all right, well, let's head over there. Let's let's make this our one time. <laughs> so we headed out there at like 5 p.m., I think, because we got to the hotel at like four. We were supposed to we, were, we should have been there by like one. Again, of course, the three hour delay caused us to arrive much later than we wanted. But we uh, headed down. We didn't really go too far. We end up. Um, because we were like starving. So we ended up popping into this um, Mediterranean Turkish place um, and got dinner there, which was, it was fine. It wasn't anything special, but it wasn't bad either. And then we ended up heading back to our place and just, um, we called it a night pretty early. That way we can get up because we had to wake up early that morning anyway. So called it a night so that we could wake up relatively early and get an early start to the day. Problem was we didn't set an alarm. And by the time we woke up, it was almost 10. <laughs> Um, wow we, we slept for like 12 hours uh so the next day we um we headed out and we basically just because we the nice thing about this trip was we didn't have anything specifically planned like there was nothing that we needed to do it was just kind of let's just go wherever we want we had we had an open slate so lane and i created a um a shared maps on google maps of just different locations and restaurants that we'd like to we'd like to visit if we made it there you know, cool. If we didn't make it there, it's no big deal either, right? Yeah. So, um, the first place we went, so we actually, the first thing we did was go to a, we went to breakfast and, um, trying to figure out the place that we went to first, the first day. I think it was called La, La Desiunaria. Yeah, this is the one. And, uh, I got this, uh, cinnamon, fr- the cinnamon, cinnamon toast. No, I guess it was cinnamon stack of, of pancakes, something like that, whatever it was. Um, which was delicious, which was awesome. Um, Lena got uh, like an English style breakfast, so like beans, uh, like a little bit of a little bit of greens, eggs, and uh, from there we headed up to um, La Sagrada Familia. Yeah, I got this list over here, and so this building, it's like a it, it, the 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 Google Maps description is a Gaudi designed landmark church, and it's this really old, really impressive looking church. Apparently it's been on it's been under construction or renovation for the last like hundred years. They're just like constantly they're constantly renovating parts of it. So there's like a whole tower that that they've they've kind of like they're updating right now, and you can kind of see the difference between what's been what's been renovated and what's a lot more modern with the color of the stone compared to the uh, the older. I don't want to say the original, but the older version of it. Yeah. Um, some of these places we actually didn't really know what was gonna be what was gonna be inside. So the idea was. We'll just show up there. If they're letting people in, let's see how much it costs. Yeah. If it seems too much, let's just move on to the next place. And they were charging like 20-some, 30 euros to go in. Um, 
And so since it was our first stop, we were like, well, I'm not sure if it's worth it. Let's just continue on our list and see um, if we decide we want to come back. We could do that easily. So we just continued. We we ended up just walking most of the most of the places this day. Um, We headed to uh, Casa Mila, which is a Gaudi masterpiece housing arts venue. It's like I think it's I can't remember exactly how old it was. I ended up seeing a bit of information on it much later um, or a little bit later. But it's just like this, it's again, it's like an impressive, like architectural building. Um, I didn't even know that they were letting people in or charging people to go in for that matter. It was like 20 some euros. It again, it was oh, wow. like one of those things where we didn't, we didn't know what was going to be inside. Like, is it a museum? Right. We just kind of like looking around Do people live here. I had no idea. So it was again, one of those things where we we're just like, all right, let's continue on. We ended up just like kind of passing by a bunch of uh, other landmarks that we had, that we listed. And then the place that we ended up going to was um, this labyrinth park. So we hopped on a metro to go there, and they have like this um, this like maze, this hedge maze, which was really cool, just to kind of like walk through. And so the whole thing, it's like it's a uh, it's like this, it's just like these gardens, basically. It's obviously nothing as massive or large as like Longwood Gardens, right? But you're kind of just like walking around. There's a bunch of other people. As we were approaching it, even there was this. Uh, it was this uh, football field, the soccer field, but around the soccer field was uh, one of the speed, the speed bike, the speed cycling tracks. You know the ones that with like the super um, banked turns. If you've ever seen the Olympics back in the day, I don't mm-hmm. know if they do it in the Olympics now, but they had that there. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool. And as we were leaving there, like a few hours later, there were people actually riding their bikes on it. I think their kid, there were a few kids who were about to have a race. Um. But so Lane and I took like we we're never we're never very efficient when it comes to taking pictures on trips. So we like I think when we were in Dublin we hardly took any pictures, but here we took a lot more. Um, again, you're just kind of like walking around this like you know these mazes and uh, like these little like not fenced off areas, but these like just separate areas with uh, flowers and just like the plants and such. So took a lot of pictures there. It was just kind of really it was really relaxing, really cool to see. Um, from there, we made our way back to the uh, the hotel. Or no, before we went to the hotel, we stopped at this uh, this restaurant for uh, tapas. I can't remember if we if this one was one of the ones on our list. I can't remember for sure, but uh, we got some tapas that night, and then headed back. Finally, watched the first episode of the the, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel before we went to bed of the new season, I should say. It was. How really do you good. like it? It was really good. I'm looking forward to watching more of it. We haven't really had much of a chance to watch, so. Um, I, I imagine we're gonna fly through it when we finally get back home. Oh, it's so good, dude! I flew through it in a day. Really? Yeah, because I was episodes, man. Yeah, no, I was really sick. You did the same thing with Jack Ryan. Oh, okay. I gotcha. was really sick, and I was working from home, and uh, I think it was like the. Uh, I think I, I I just flew through it. It's too good. It's a world that I I love bopping back into. Um, yeah. I like the. Uh, I just love the music. The the fashion is is really on point, and I like the sort of the the tempo with which they speak. It's a little yeah. I don't want to say old timey, but people are always, speaking like a, a little bit faster, you know. It's West Wingish, isn't it? Yeah, 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 a little Sorkinish. Um, so that was really fantastic. Uh, but I'm glad you you're starting to watch it. It's it's yeah. so good. I'm really happy you're starting to watch it. We also watched the first episode of F is for Family, not on this trip, but a little bit of, um, not on the Barca trip, but a little mm-hmm. bit before. Um, we got to watch that one too. Um, 
Yeah, so I saw the, the entire week. show of that uh, season of that as well. It was, it was was it good? It's good. It's good. All right, good, good. Yeah. The uh, the next day we headed to this restaurant, Caravel, for for uh, breakfast brunch. Again, nothing like it wasn't anything special in terms of like Spanish cuisine, uh, but it was still delicious. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted just want to mention it. And then um, we did the, we did pretty much the same thing this day. We 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 just like wandered around. Uh, I think it took a couple of metros this time, but we just we did a bunch of walking, and I found myself like we we just found ourselves like so part I didn't explain this for the with the first day. Part of the issue, or one of the things I don't like, is being in like super touristy areas, and so when you're just like crammed around with like hundreds of other people trying to take pictures, lots of like street vendors trying to sell stuff, not knowing if someone's trying to pick your pocket because you're in this area with tons of people and you have your camera out and doing all this other stuff, it just makes me uncomfortable and. And Lynn is the same way. Like, we're just not – even if it is impressive, I just don't really want to be there anymore because I can't really appreciate it. So we we did a lot of walking around. We didn't really do too much stopping at these sites and for pictures. We just kind of walked around, mm-hmm. um, took it in, and then we just left. And so the same, that was the issue or the thing with the first day when we went to those – the couple, like, landmark spots. They were super crowded, but when we went to that labyrinth maze or whatever, it was very quiet. It was, like, just the two of us for the most part. Obviously, there are other people there, but it's not like crowds and crowds of people. We're not being like hassled by other people. And not to say that people were hassling us either. I did find it relatively calm compared to like Italy and Paris, like the parts of Italy that we went to. Mm-hmm. It, like you got street vendors like, oh, here, take, take this friendship bracelet. It, this wasn't really happening while we were here in Barca. That, so that was nice. Um, so the last place that we went to was... Um, it's Park Guell, Guay. I'm not Park exactly well. sure how you pronounce yeah, it. Park, Park well. well. So that was really cool. It's like this, uh, this like, so when it's a park with Gaudi's sculptural buildings. Yeah. This is a common, th- common theme with everything that I've described. It's like this, uh, like the tile, like the colors. It's, I don't know, it's super colorful, like pretty, very pretty. Um, so Lane and I headed up there. We had to take a metro again, get a little bit outside the city. It was nowhere near as quiet as the uh, the park that we went to that first, that was, I guess, technically the second evening, but it was still much quieter than, like, the big, like, cathedrals where you're just kind of walking around with tons of people everywhere. So they only admit a certain number of people per hour, so you can't, like, show up and then go in immediately. You have to get your tickets, like, two hours in advance. So we got our tickets, and we ended up going to this restaurant and just got some, like, nachos and, and like a cup of coffee just okay. chilled for a bit um afterwards we went in i didn't think this place was as cool as the first day but it was still really cool to see um you got some like nice pictures of the city uh because you're you're just like kind of on the not on, completely on the mountain or anything but you're like much higher <laughs> than most other places because the place this place is on a hill so we got some cool pictures there um went inside a couple of the houses so you can just kind of see the old style art or or, or architecture of the city and inside one of those houses they have a bunch of like displays talking about the history of the building and and this area it was supposed to be designed kind of modeling after some um english cities and it was supposed to be a little bit set uh, a little bit more distant from the industrialized city centers to like help people stay away from like the uh the uh, the pollution and all that and all the noise yeah but it ended up failing it said partially because of the uh, the lack of like or the the inaccessible transportation I think so they eventually turned it into kind of like a not a museum not the whole thing was a museum but like a public park so it was cool to see uh, again after that we headed back 
to the, uh, I think this time we headed back to the hotel. We were a bit tired, so we headed back to the hotel just to relax for a bit before finally going out and just wa- wandering like the the alleys along Rombles and uh, got dinner at this little pasta place and then headed back the next day. No, uh, didn't have a delay on this plane. And, uh, oh, I forgot to say on the first plane on the way there, while we did have the three-hour wait, we were actually put, both put in in the uh, the emergency exit aisles. And on Ryanair, the seats you have like much less legroom than I've ever experienced before. Yeah? So your your knees are like pretty much touching the backs of those other oh, seats. Oh no! Thank, but in the uh, by being ran into place in the exit aisle, we had a ton of legroom. I was stretching my legs out all the way. Oh great! Um, yeah, and on the way back home, Lena was put in the exit aisle herself, which is the middle of the plane. And I was actually put in the very first aisle, so that was nice. Except for the 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 uh, the flight attendants who got mad at me for closing my window, because the thing I'm like reading a book and the glare is on my phone. Yeah. So I shut the window, and like three seconds later, she comes over and she's like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, do you mind raising your window back up?" I was like, I "Just close." What? I'm trying to read here, man. Yeah. Is <laughs> it a safety like, thing? She didn't explain what it was, but like we were already in the air, we were at cruising altitude, like we weren't. I've been told that I was I was actually told that the on the Ireland trip and it was right before taking off I think and if I've I've been I've been told that before at least I've heard that before but we were in the air we weren't anywhere near landing or anything like that and they told me that so I don't know maybe oh, she just man. wanted to see <laughs> I have no idea like because I'm right by their station maybe she needed to see like hey where are we yeah I don't I don't I don't really know um but I should tell you, I actually finished the uh, the Harry Potter books last night. I finished. You finished? The, I finally finished Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Oh man, welcome. How it's do you feel? Over. I feel good. Um, I gotta say, I didn't. I thought I. I thought I knew like everything, but I didn't realize how Harry finally beats Voldemort. Dude, you know nothing, Jon Snow. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't realize how much wand lore was going into this. Like, yeah. How it 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 seemed like. I mean, Voldemort just kind of messed up because I, he made a few mistakes here and, you know, every now and again. But it's not like Harry did anything crazy impressive to beat him. He just understood something very uh, much more significantly than, Vol- than Voldemort did. And therefore, he died. Yeah. It's, that's pretty much, like, that's pretty much it. It's, uh, It's interesting because when you reread it, it sounds a little bit less intense than the first time you read it, uh, at least for me. But uh, Harry walking into the Forbidden Forest and everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, um, it's uh, I guess it's just one of those things where it's just glad I think for you to sort of complete the loop on this thing and tie it off. Um, how did you feel about reading the epilogue? I didn't need an epilogue. Nobody I'll tell you that needs much. an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen years later, I didn't need to be told that. The worst that name and ever. Ended up married. Oh man, Ginny. I can't believe Ginny agreed to this. Her her brother died. <laughs> her brother died, and she didn't get a name a, a kid named after him. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Oh God. Eats it I hard. I guess. I guess no. I guess nobody cares about Fred. Like they got another twin. It's all. It's all good. You yeah. had two of them. Fred was a dick. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to start people. I don't want anyone to get. Percy mad at me. was. I will um, say this too. Remember, I I remember I told you I don't understand why people love Snape. Like he was he was a dick. He he wasn't that great of a person. Like the yeah. whole time, he's a grown man. 
like on on Harry's first day, Harry didn't do anything, right? Harry shows up into his class and he starts quizzing Harry, like, what would you get if you mix this chemical with that chemical or really this magical property with that magical property? Let's not forget Harry's from the muggle world. He doesn't know anything about the magical world. And he starts asking Harry these questions like, yeah, see, you're not that bit. You're not that big after all. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm 12 or I'm yeah, right? 11. He's like, I'm, I'm 11. I just got here. Like, what are you, what's I going just on? got here. Give me a second. And he, and he does that like the entire series. And I know the whole time Snape is like trying to protect Harry and it's because he loves Lily and he hates Harry because he's, uh, he's also James's son. But the whole thing is just a little too, like he, he's, he's an adult. He knows better. And so despite everything with his, with the prince's tail, I just don't think it really redeems him. I wouldn't name my son after him. I'd still be like, yo, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, it's just crazy to think that there's the, the way it was written that like everyone just, that's everyone expected so much out of you so early. That's gotta be so frustrating. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. moments. There's definitely been moments in real life where that happens. Like, no dude, I just got here. I just put my Target team member sign on. I have no idea where anything is. I'll, let, me, let, me, let me walk around the store with you to figure out where stuff is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's in aisle E8 and go that way. Yeah, right? Hopefully hopefully that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm just I, – I obviously have – I obviously as like a character, it's like pretty damn impressive how Snape was able to stay within Voldemort's graces the entire time. He he killed he killed Dumbledore regardless of like if he was dying or not he still did it you know he's like but what of my soul like he he still did it and and uh, that still took a lot from him but when he was headmaster like I just feel like there were certain things that maybe he didn't necessarily need to do because I don't I don't know I obviously could be wrong but I just I just feel like he took things too far like he he wasn't he was a dick also because he he was a dick because he was a dick. He wasn't a dick because it was like, oh, this will make it easier for Voldemort to continue trusting me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, And I think it is possible, like what you keep saying about Snape, is like you can be, you can inhabit the role of maybe a little too hard, right? Where it's like, oh, he always did it because he loved, uh, what's her name? What's what's the hair's mom's name? Lily. Lily. Yeah, Lily. But also like, dude, that kind of, like I understand that, you know, he always uh, upheld, uh, like, sort of his, not his end of the bargain, but, like, you know, he made a promise, he was going to protect her, yada, yada, yada. But, like, is does that make him a good friend? If, like, he basically did it because he yeah. loved Lily? And, like, so you're telling me he always, ha- did he always have romantic feelings for Lily? Because, like, I know that him and James uh, didn't get along together, but, like, at a certain point, like, you know, you don't covet your neighbor's wife, Right. Like you got, you gotta like, you gotta like ease up a little bit on this, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still saying that. I'm not, that. I'm not trying to say like, you know, that's the reason why Snape's a bad character. But I'm just saying that you know Snape could have taken taken it taken it a little easier on him. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really. I think what's really interesting is I guess I guess Harry's just the constant reminder that that Lily never chose him. I guess that's part of it. But what I think was interesting is. Um, I, I feel like Lily was always the exception for Snape. I think like the fact that he was a Death Eater, remained a Death Eater despite like, and, and had Death Eater friends while he was in school, but still had romantic feelings for Lily. He had a he had a certain hatred still of Muggleborns. He felt like the world needed to be rid of them, 
but it was it was only Lily that was ever the exception for him. And so I feel like he must have held those same beliefs when Voldemort came back. It's not like he had any real sympathies towards them. It was always because of Lily only. And I think yeah. that's I think that's kind of why he treats all the other houses poorly. He he has he had he clearly shows favoritism towards Slytherin yeah. forever. And you think that's like uh, the same thing? Like there's a tinge of like uh, alt right in him. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying Snape is part of the alt right, but I'm saying you know what I mean. Like, is it like one of those things yeah, where like yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes the professor says something where it's like, yeah. are we gonna be okay with this? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, also, uh, the fact that Narcissa claimed that Harry was dead just just for a little bit of information that that Malfoy was a, or Draco was still alive. Yeah, I thought that was a little unrealistic. She should have been like. Yo, is my boy alive? He'd be like, yeah. And like, yo, he's still alive. You should probably, you should probably try to kill him again. Yeah. Like, she didn't, she didn't owe him anything in in that moment. She never could have known that, that Harry was bound to win. So by lying and saying that he was actually dead, I mean, I would have, I would have assumed, had I been her, that they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna, that whole family is trash. Yeah. and, And why are they out of jail? How are they not in prison anymore? Yeah. Uh, like after after the war, I don't care if if like that little act, like that act didn't redeem her. It didn't redeem the, the it didn't redeem Lucius. Just because Voldemort was treating you badly and didn't like you guys anymore, doesn't mean you didn't do terrible crimes and didn't actually murder. Draco may have not murdered, but he still caused uh he caused a murder or he caused uh, the Death Eaters to get into into Hogwarts the year before, although technically Voldemort or uh, Dumbledore let it happen. So, um, I don't know. They, their their crimes can't be forgiven just for that one act. Yeah, it's I just and the movie makes it seem even worse. Uh, have you you've seen that on the movies, right? I no no. I've I've seen the first movie and I've seen the last movie and I, I've only seen it okay one, once. But the last movie though, you know, at the end of the battle when the Malfoys are like running across the bridge after the battle because they're like they're trying to dip. Like, I think so. Like uh, the the mom Drake, uh, Lucius and Narcissa are basically dragging Malfoy and they're like running away. Like that is yeah. the most spineless family in the whole thing. Yeah. And like if you're Draco, dude, how do you? How do you show your face? Right. You know, because, like, you, your family's tainted, dude. Your family is the definition of, like, the front-runner family. When Voldemort came back, they were stunting on everybody, trying to be like, yo, like, uh, you know, what are the, the pure, not, not, what's the, not the mud blood one, but, like, the, the pure blood? Are they just called pure bloods? Yeah, yeah, just pure bloods. And it's like, uh, oh, pure bloods all the way, you know, make wizards great again. Uh... <laughs> And then when the first sign of trouble, right, when Voldemort, like, takes a hit, they're like, oh, shoot, we we got to back out. Like, they're the, the, they're yeah. the definition of they're a the fair – bandwagon fan. Exactly. Bandwagon, fair weather, like, dude, I don't want you on my team, bro. You're not my ride or die. I was with you all the time. That's what they're saying. Yeah, right? I was with you I the whole time. About. You can't go to the mall with I us. Was, you can't go to I the mall with gonna... us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I thought that was cool. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm excited that you uh, you finished it. Do you know what you're gonna read next? Uh, so I was looking through my books because uh, I was actually like prepping and thinking about what I want to read next because I have a few books in my Kindle and and the Google Play library. I have um, the Hunt for Red October. Great book. The Miracle of Dunkirk. 
Okay. I'm not sure if you've read that I one. I have not read that one. Um, uh, the Red Cobra. What is the Red Cobra? I don't even know. I, I bought it a while ago. I don't actually remember what it's about. Um, or I don't even know if I'm... I, I must have bought it. I, I can't remember why I bought it, but I've, I've had it for some time. Um, I have... It's a book called Black Book by Dylan Jones. Nope, never heard of it. I, I have... I think it's on Google Play. I have the uh, the Origin, which I think is one of the uh, no uh, Inferno, one of the Dan Brown books. I think it's the third in the series, maybe the fourth in the series of uh, the uh, Da Vinci Code books. World War Z. I got Watchmen and uh, Twelve Years a Slave. So I was thinking of just reading Hunt for Red October. Yeah, Hunt for Red October it's, is great. It's one of the classic ones. Yeah. Yeah. 500, 500 pages or so could get me could last me a couple of weeks oh and obviously I still have uh, I still have three three books in the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series dude just get on that you read that you might be yeah. just in time for the new season just in time even though everything you're reading will have gotten you up to this point so it doesn't help you at all there's no shot I'm going to finish this these series by uh, by uh, what April is yeah. that when the new one comes out yeah no shot um, they're too long man it's like 1500 pages yeah I don't know I was walking I was when we were in the airport and we had that delay we were, we were passing by this bookstore and I saw the uh, the new book that uh, George R.R. R. Martin wrote like the history of the Targaryens or something like that yep. I'm like wait a minute this is not small it's like a 1500 page book that's what he's spending his time on yeah exactly so what is so you tell me <laughs> what he's doing and why he's doing it and why he's spending his time uh, doing what he's doing. It just makes no sense whatsoever. You're a little salty, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely I'm salty. Um, yeah, but, uh, do you have any more trips before you come back to America? No, no, we got, uh, we got the baby shower on, uh, this coming Sunday. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I might, I might be going to London again because my, uh, my friend Tom, you know, the one who lives in, in, uh, Williamsburg. Yeah. He's here visiting his girlfriend who's in school in London. And so we might meet up with them on the 31st for like lunch or an early dinner. But because we're leaving on the 2nd, we're probably going to try to just come back that evening, spend New Year's here at the house, and then get ready the next day before we leave. Great. Great. I feel like yeah. any chance to go anywhere while you're while you're out there is, is definitely probably worth it. Yeah, this will be our third time into London. Although we haven't like done it. We didn't do like any sightseeing or any types of stuff when with uh, London. It was always you know planned planned events like meeting with family or the graduation but uh i don't really need to do that again right now uh, just good to see people really yeah absolutely dude uh yeah. i'm i'm glad that you uh you've been able to travel as much as you have uh yeah got a lot of travel done got a lot of work done too i've been working on my dissertation today i got i, I got my first chapter copied into it properly now it's uh it's at thirty three pages. Yeah. Twenty. So what I you're guess, saying is twenty one written. What pages. you're saying is it's been helpful uh, that I haven't been able to talk to you uh, <laughs> while you're out there, so that you can get as much done. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You're not that big of a distraction. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, let's uh, well, let's get out of here so that you can get back to what you need to do. All right, yeah, I'm gonna head into the sh into town for a little bit. 
Well, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> My name is Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.